You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WFA. Joined as always by Morgan Price of LoneStarBall.com. I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Just like Adrian Beltre would. How you doing? <laughs> Beltre week, Morgan. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Man, you know, I feel like a three games winning streak uh, is, is good. Um, and a three game winning streak, which is said correctly, is even better. And that's what the Rangers <laughs> are right now. So they won two games in a row by the identical score of 6-2. I had to double check to make sure I wasn't clicking on the same thing. But that happened on Friday and Saturday night. And then today, the Rangers won 5-1, to one, which will be yesterday as you're listening to it. But, you know, time is a fluid concept, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about the Friday night's game. There was uh, something really special that happened. Uh, Ariel Gerardo's parents flew in yes. um, from, I believe, Panama is where he's from. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Aguadulce, uh, Panama is where he's from. And his parents were seeing him pitch stateside for the first time ever. And they got to see him pitch really, really well and in a win, which is exciting. So he pitched six innings, gave up five hits and two run runs and walked three, which is a bit much. But he struck out six, which he doesn't really strike out a whole bunch. So that was nice. Um, but the Rangers got the win, and that's what matters. So they dropped all of their six runs in the sixth inning. And, you know, that was really an inning that got out of hand. Morgan, what all went down in that inning and in this game? What are some things that that stand out to you? especially? Um, in this- well, the main thing that I can remember, even though Friday feels like forever ago, is that uh, Joey Gallo got his first career Grand Slam, and it was a beautiful one. Oh my gosh, it was so pretty. It was so good. And every time the Rangers had the bases loaded, obviously first thought is Grand Slam. But then I'm always like a little like, no, I don't I don't want to get my hopes up. What if they don't do it? I don't and then in my mind I'm like, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on Joey. Like <laughs> he doesn't need that from me. So I just like try to like enjoy it. Like if he strikes out, fine, whatever. It's cool. I don't care. But that Grand Slam was just so beautiful. And I, at first, I was like, would this be his first career Grand Slam? Because it just feels like he's had so many home runs that one of them had to have been a Grand Slam before. Right. But, because I was like, because at first I was like, yeah, this is his first one. But I was like, no, there's no way it could be. It's just, I don't know. I feel like he would have had one, like, last year, the year before. But it it was a beautiful one. I'm glad he had it at home, too, because I think, like, that just feels more special when you get to do it on at your home field. Like it's just that much more like, I don't know. It's just, again, that storybook kind of feeling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to do special things. And yeah, as we're recording on Sunday, uh, it's the, the two year anniversary of, of the time when he made his debut. Um, and he, he's done really well at it's home this year. Four um, years. Oh my gosh. It's, it feels like so long. Um, <laughs> but Gal- Gallo also had another Homer, the next day, um, but he is currently on the IL with yes. uh, 
tightness in his um, oblique, uh, left oblique strain, actually. But there is some good news on this. It was on the left side um, of his body. And Aaron Judge has been sidelined for, like, I think a month or six weeks. It's been a long time, but his oblique strain was sort of on the front side of his body. Um, Joey's was more on the back side, um, kind of where, like, your uh, kidneys are, I think. Um, yeah, like, right on, like, the, the lower back. Um, so it's not expected to be too serious. Um, maybe two weeks, and there's no real definite timetable, but he is on the 10-day IL and Delano DeShields has been brought back up. Also, another move, um, who is it? David Carpenter um, has come back, and Zach Granite has been sent down to AAA. David Carpenter is a 33-year-old journeyman, and if you Google Zach uh, David Carpenter, the first thing that comes up is not the baseball player, but <laughs> rather a serial killer called the, uh, what was it, the Trailside Killer um, in the San Francisco area, who is an 89-year-old man. And he does not play professional baseball because he is in prison. So... <laughs> Very unfortunate name. Poor guy. Um, if I were him, his his actual first name is Daryl. Middle name is David Carpenter. I feel like I would have made that switch once I yeah. like heard about that guy. But For sure. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's fine. You know, hopefully soon enough this, this old serial killer will, you know, not be the first for it to mention. But, you know, it's all right, David. You're doing well. You're a baseball player. You don't have to worry about this guy. And and rebranding yourself, but he's done really well. He has a sub two ERA in 15 games in round or not round rock. Gosh, it's going to take me a while to break that up. Yeah. But Memphis this season, he has more than Nashville and Nashville. What, what did I say last time? Did you, I say, said, oh, you said Memphis. Oh my goodness. Some Tennessee city. <laughs> I was going to say, at least you're in the right state. Uh, yeah. Close enough. I could have said Oklahoma city and then gone back even further in AAA affiliates, but no, he's done really well and he's got seven saves. And so he's got half, basically half of his appearances there have been saves. He's striking out more than a batter per inning. He's walking fewer than, uh, I think it's, it's under three per nine um, walks per nine innings and he's just doing really well. So I mean, might as well. The, the bullpen has had some struggles, struggles, not struggles. Good Lord. I'm having some issues today, apparently. <laughs> but the Rangers weren't, and that's what matters. So they also weren't having any issues on Saturday. Actually, let's go back Friday. We keep jumping around. Um, but, yeah, they pour on a sixth spot. Gallo had, his, had a grand slam, um, which is the 16th home run of the year. Mazar walked in a run um, right ahead of Joey. Um, I think he was right ahead of Joey. Um, all that... That stuff is, is blurring together. Yeah, literally the batter before Joey. Um, I love RBI walks. It just kind of, yeah. I don't know why, it just feels like kind of an extra middle finger because you, you, the, other, <laughs> the pitcher kind of did it to himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jesse Chavez had another scoreless inning. Chris Martin, scoreless inning. Sean Kelly, scoreless inning. No drama. There we go. There wasn't really all that much. Nobody got a multi-hit game besides Hunter Pence and... The only actually Gallows was the only extra base hit of the entire day. So, you know, it really wasn't all that exciting, but winning is, is exciting. So it's exciting in that. But they put up the exact same score. Uh, they did not score six runs in one inning uh, on Saturday's game, but that was Lance Lynn's day. He put up a similar stellar performance. Um, he struck out just a few more than just one more than uh, Ariel Gerardo. He went six in the third innings, struck out seven. Gave up two runs. Leclerc came in and struck out a pair. Ended that inning. Chris Martin, another scoreless inning. Sean Kelly, another scoreless inning. Um, 
kind of kept the drama down. But Gallo had another home run off Homer Bailey. I just I love it. I love when you get homers off Homer. <laughs> I feel I feel sad that he's a pitcher. He should have been a really good slugger and just yeah. sold out for power. And you know, but like we said, it, his name isn't even Homer. So this is kind of he brought it on himself. <laughs> <laughs> so Chu had a multi-hit game. He had a pair of doubles. Guzman had a double um, off of Homer Bailey as well. Actually, no, not quite all of the extra base hits. Um, were off of, of Homer Bailey. Chu, one of Chu's doubles was against Flynn. Um, but they really got to Bailey early. He only pitched three and two-thirds innings. Um, Willie Peralta pitched a third of an inning. And then I wanted to say Matt Flynn, but it's not Matt Flynn. It's Brian Flynn. Matt Flynn is a quarterback. <laughs> um, and it would be very impressive if he just randomly teleported over here and started playing baseball well. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Flynn, Brian with an I, so... In other circumstances, I would cheer for him, but he had he pitched four <laughs> innings in relief, uh, which might be the longest actual true relief outing I think we've seen all year. It, are there any others that come to mind that are even like over three innings? Not, um, not that I can think of. It's usually to me, I think it's just three is about the average. I at feel the, like at the most, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just it's. It was really impressive. He did pretty well. He allowed a couple runs. Um, one was unearned, and he struck out three in those innings. And he did really well, um, but the Rangers just kind of rallied and, and got to him. They dropped four runs in the thir- in the fourth inning, um, and all of those went on Homer Bailey's ledger. And then they added a couple, one in the sixth and one in the eighth, just to kind of, you know, add some, add some reassurance on there. Um, but... Mazzara had a multi-hit game. Hunter Pence had another multi-hit game. Israel Cabrera had a multi-hit game. Um, all those were singles. But Rangers did a really good job of just kind of keeping the drama out of these last those last two games. And then today, today's game, the Rangers won by a score of 5-1. to one. And there also really wasn't much drama in this one. Uh, <laughs> thanks to the hard work of Adrian Sampson. Oh my goodness. What a game. For Mr. Adrian Sampson, he pitched seven innings, struck out solo home run, and pitched around um, eight total base runners. And he just—this was like the start of his life. Oh my goodness, I can't say enough good things about him. Morgan, do you want to say some other good things about Adrian Sampson and his performance today? Yeah. Um. When we had talked about this series on Fridays, Friday, Thursdays, up whatever episode we first Fr- talked about this Friday. series, um. <laughs> Sure. I had thought the Rangers would win the first three games, and if they dropped any of the games, it would be this game. Sorry, Adrian Sampson, I didn't have enough faith in you because you clearly proved me wrong. <laughs> um, instead, they go and drop Miner's game, which is the game I thought was the most winnable game for them. Anyway, right. um, I thought I was very impressed with Sampson today. Um, I was also very impressed in... <sighs> Don't remember my memory is crappy, even though this game was literally just on. Um, when uh, top of the fifth, he had the bases loaded with no outs. Like, I find I get very impressed by pitchers who get themselves in a jam like that and then can get out of it and especially not give up any runs from it. That was the most impressive inning to me that he had of this whole game, which was impressive as a whole for him. Oh, by far. Yeah, he had the bases loaded with, with no outs. So Cam Gallagher singled um, to start it off. 
And then Terrence Gore got a bunt single to Adrian Sampson. And then Billy Hamilton had a bunt single to Ronald Guzman. So two bunt hits in a row. Yeah. You got the bases loaded with all these, well, two of these like super speedsters. And then I don't really know how fast Cam Gallagher is off the top of my head, but Terrence Gore and Billy Hamilton can absolutely fly. Yeah. And then you got the top of the lineup coming up. You got Whit Merrifield, Adalberto Mondesi, and Alex Gordon coming up. And you're like, uh-oh, this is not great. So he gets Whit Merrifield to line out to Esdrubal Cabrera, and then he strikes out Mondesi and Gordon. Gordon, he gets, gets him called out looking with a 0-2 count. It was fantastic. Just when you absolutely had to have strikeouts, yes. when you couldn't, there was no margin for error, he was at his best. And that's really what you want in a pitcher. This guy is your number four or five starter, and he gave you seven innings, 11 strikeouts, and one run. That's fantastic. And it's absolutely that- fantastic. That inning was also like the two back-to-back bunt singles. It's kind of like, oh, are they figuring him out now? Like it's top of the fifth. This is where it's all just gonna go downhill. Like that was my thinking. Like, cause then the broadcast also started talking about how maybe watching this, you're like, should have, should we have had an opener for him? And then maybe could have avoided this kind of situation. But the fact that he pitched himself out of it was amazing. Yeah, and the only run that he allowed actually came uh, right after he, he got out of the, the fifth inning. The first hitter of, um, I think it was the first hitter. Let me go yeah, back and look. of the sixth. Um, yeah, literally the first pitch, Jorge Soler just ambushed him on on what I think was a fastball. Um, yeah, 91-mile-an-hour uh, sinker. And he just lasered it. And, you know, it's Jorge Soler's 15th home run of the year. He just kind of does that. It was kind of, yeah. I find it felt a little deflating, like, oh, look at this great situation he gave out, and oh, here comes this one run. It's, kind of, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, like, it, it honestly didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The Rangers were already up 3 nothing at that point. Um, they'd pile on another two runs in the eighth inning on Rugner. Yeah, no, one RBI double, and then a wild pitch by Jake Diekman. Yeah, this was off Jake Diekman. Rugner Odor had another really great yes. at-bat against a really tough lefty, like we know how tough he is. And then Cabrera scored and Odor went to third. Um, and, you know, those, those are the two insurance runs that the Rangers needed. And then to finish it off, we had two-thirds of an inning by Jeffrey Springs, who struck out one and walked a pair. And then Shelly Miller came on, gave up one hit, and then got an out. And that was all he needed him for. And Jesse Chavez pitched a scoreless inning. And Jesse Chavez now has a scoreless streak that is, has lasted um, – 18.1 consecutive innings without allowing a run, which Jeez. is fantastic. The entire month of May and now starting in June. Um, this is the first four-game series the Rangers have won. This is from Jared Sandler since taking three of four against the Angels in August of 2018. So it's been a hot minute. Um, I mean, four-game series aren't all that common, but I feel like almost half of the Rangers – or maybe more than half of the Rangers road or four game series this year have been on the road. And so I feel like that's a big cop out explanation as to why that happened. But, you know, sometimes you have them on the road, sometimes you have them at home. And then the Rangers have an off day tomorrow, um, or after you listen to this podcast today. And then they've got a really, really long stretch of, I think, 14 games in a row. Um, it's a long time, but they're all at home, thankfully. Um, and they have a double header in the mix there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're not all at home. I'm, uh, from the fourth to the 23rd, um, the Rangers play at least one game every day and they have a double header against Oakland. So they got another four game series, um, 
coming up next weekend, starting on Friday, two games on Saturday, and then one game on Sunday. But they got a day off, all their starters, which is exactly what they did exactly what we wanted them to do before this series. They all pitched um, a good number of innings. Um, everybody, I think Mike Miner pitched the fewest innings of everybody, which is kind of wild. I think he only pitched five innings, but everybody else went six. Um, I'm double checking to make sure that, yep, Mike Miner only went five innings. Um, but everybody else went at least six. So, and Lance Lynn went six and six and a third. And, um, yeah, and today we, we had seven strong innings from Adrian Sampson. So, excuse me, they had strong inning, eight, seven strong innings from Adrian Sampson. But, yeah, this is a really good series. This, they did exactly what we wanted them to do. I mean, dropping the first game, a very winnable game. It happens sometimes, but they made up for it, and they came out strong in the final three games of this series. Um, but, yeah, this is what we wanted. Uh, Morgan, are there any other things that we should should take from from this weekend series against the Royals? Uh, I just hope they continue it against Baltimore since both teams are not very great this season. So <laughs> if they can just keep – if maybe they can build on this three great – God, three-game winning streak that they have now for the rest of the homestand even, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be very nice. Um, I was just looking at the last game that Baltimore played. They played the Giants at home, um, and the Giants put uh, eight runs on them. They won't, the Giants won 8-1 to one in Baltimore, so that's the last game Baltimore's coming off. And so, yeah, it's just kind of a, a little picture. They they rallied and scored a bunch of runs in a row. They also gave up another eight runs to them on Saturday um, in an 8-2 loss. And then they won the first game of that series 9-6 or 6-9, depending on how you're reading it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I just saw Ad- uh, Andrew Kashner as as the winning pitcher in, their, in that one game that they won. It's just, gosh, they really are Rangers East if yep. there ever was one. Um, <clears throat> but since this is Beltray week, um, and we talked a whole bunch about the games this weekend. We're going to go ahead and and start um, our our segment two is all this week are going to be Beltre related talk since the Rangers are retiring his jersey this coming Saturday. So we're very excited about that, and really any excuse to talk more about Adrian Beltre is is very welcome because Adrian Beltre is objectively wonderful, and talking about Adrian Beltre is is. One of the most fun you can, fun <laughs> things you can do while talking about baseball. So, when we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite Beltray moment that we witnessed in person right after this break. Hey guys, it's time to talk about sex. Good sex. You know, remember the days when you were always ready to go when you were a young stud and, you know, it wasn't any any trouble getting it ready for, for your partner. Now you can increase your performance and get a little bit extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com, that's like the color blue and chew, like what you do. So, they're here to help you out with your sex life, make things spicier, make sure you last all the way until the ninth inning, you know? Don't want to get pulled out of there with a reliever, you know? You really got to be, make sure you're ready to go and just like you were back in the young days. This isn't for guys who can't perform. Any guy who wants a little bit of extra help in the bedroom, you know, this is here for you. It's a, perfor- it's a legal performance-enhancing drug. So, 
Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door, very discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. I know that's really uncomfortable. No waiting at the pharmacy, also super awkward. You don't want any of that. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So if this sounds like something you want, Morgan, where can the fine fellows get this stuff? You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you pay is $5 shipping, and that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com with promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew's the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Alrighty, and we're back. Thanks to Morgan for coming up with this great idea for for (laughs) Beltray Week and all this great content. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and let you go first and, and tell us your favorite Beltray moment that you witnessed in person? Well, obviously, I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't take advantage of any opportunity to talk, to talk about Beltray. So why not <laughs> do it for a whole week? I'll just, <laughs> I saw my opportunity and I took it. You so, did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure I've talked about this moment like on a previous episode when we were talking about like favorite baseball games, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's Adrian Beltray and can never talk about a same moment that's a, that involved Adrian Beltre too much. Absolutely. So, this is our podcast. We create the rules. So exactly. We can talk about Beltre as much as we want. Actually, <laughs> for this week, we are locked on Adrian Beltre. So we are. I should have introduced it as that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, I'll fix my mistake. Yeah. When and tomorrow's episode is going to be all Adrian Beltre. So that'll be Absolutely. perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but my favorite moment that I saw in person was in. 2012 had to think about that but yes 2012 and I was at the game that Beltre got his first cycle as a ranger his second cycle of his career and let me tell you it was a (laughs) fun thing to witness (laughs) and of course like you know Beltre doesn't he kind of doesn't make himself like be recognized like he's he'll just take it and just like you know hang back but other people are usually the ones that like no like you know enjoy your moment you deserve this you earned it um (laughs) I just remember because his last I believe his last hit was a single Uh, because I if I remember correctly he went home run double triple single I could be way wrong I should have looked this up before I did it before I said it but whatever we're going based off memories and feelings and that's how I feel it went (laughs) um (laughs) I'll look it up in a minute and correct myself I'm sure but um I do know his last hit was a single because I remember the first baseman like patting him on the bat I couldn't tell you who was the first baseman I just know I'm pretty sure we're playing the twins look it's all fuzzy a lot happened that game (laughs) Harrison almost threw a no hitter there was just a lot to take in here but I do remember it was Beltre's first cycle as a ranger and I mean I'm not shy about him being my favorite player it's pretty obvious if you follow me on Twitter it literally says official Adrian Beltre appreciation account on my Twitter bio so like obviously I was very happy to witness a great moment in Adrian Beltre history. So my memory is kind of hazy. The one that I initially wanted to go with and my favorite Beltre moment, um, Beltre actually wasn't there. Um, <laughs> um, it was also a Joey Gallo moment, which is, is kind of on brand for me. Um, but I remember I was going to talk about the time when Joey Gallo hit his first home run. And I thought Adrian Beltre was one of the ones that was coaxing him to go and do a, a curtain call, but it was actually just Prince Fielder. Cause I just watched the video and I was like, ah, Adrian Beltre is not there. So um, this one, I, I'm pretty sure that I was there for. Um, 
but uh, don't hold me to it. I mean, not that anyone would have any way of, of checking me on this. Um, We're all going to check the tapes, try and find you in the stadium. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot of work. Um, but I remember the Adrian Beltre's walk-off interview um, when when Rugi and uh, and Elvis were trying to douse him with Gatorade while he yes. was talking to Emily, and then he goes to over to home plate and he grabs a broom and try, like starts like warding them off. And Rugi and Odor missed on his his first try to to get him, and then Elvis was just kind of sitting there waiting on it, and Elvis just like had the broom and he was on the pitching mound, so he just started like brushing the pitches ma- pitcher mound, and like he was just chilling, and everything was all fine and, and dandy. Um, and then he came back and did the interview while Rugi was sitting on a different floor. <laughs> Um, and Elvis tried to ambush him, um, and Elder, uh, uh, Adrian Beltre just sprinted off in the middle of the interview, and then was just like, yep, I guess he's good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so props to Emily Jones for just, like, va- she was, like, vamping through that entire thing. It was, like, two full minutes of just, like, well, this is just Adrian being Adrian. Yep. And, and one of her, one of my favorite lines of hers is just, how can you not let- love Adrian Beltre? Which, it's a very valid question that there is no answer to. You must love Adrian Beltre because he's amazing. So, if someone doesn't love him, I will fight that person because it's impossible. It's literally impossible. Even the guy who he had the biggest quote unquote rivalry with was actually just one of his best friends in Felix Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, so, sorry, my, my Adrian Beltre moment wasn't as, as memorable. It, it's just a. That one is memorable, though. It, I used it is. To... I use the uh, gif of him sweeping the mound anytime the Rangers sweep someone. So it's very memorable. It's it's definitely up there in, in my favorite gifts um, of Adrian Beltre, of which there are 18 million. Um, Truly. <laughs> probably one of the most, him and Joey are like the most gifable players. Adrian Beltre definitely takes the cake, but, but Joey's got some time. Um, yeah. He's got time to, to catch on. Um, he's got to play some patty cake um, every once in a while. <laughs> um, or just, pick up a broom when someone tries to sweep. I don't know. He's got to have some funny thing that people try and get him on like head touching or I don't know. He's got to be more able to be bothered, which <laughs> he's pretty carefree. So that's not quite him right now, but you know, it's, maybe when he, he's like 34 or whatever, when that Beltre was during that yeah. time, <laughs> he's got time to grow into it. <laughs> it's funny though, that Beltre wasn't um, in that memory. You thought he was because I feel like he was also there. Like, I feel like I distinctly remember him telling, at some point, telling Joey to, like, take your take your bow, take your standing ovation. Like, I can picture it. So it happened. I, I was so sure of that. Because I was at Joey's first game, and I'm I'm pretty sure that I was at this other one. But I, honestly, I can't remember. My, my brain just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work that well right now. Oh, and I looked up uh, the cycle, and I don't, I already, it was three minutes ago, and I already forgot what I said the order was of his cycle, but um, I did get the single being the final hit right, but he went, he had a triple in the first inning, a double in the second inning, homered in the fifth, and then single in the seventh. So I was a little wrong on the order, but I got the final hit right, which was the most important part of it. That's what matters. (laughs) We tried our hardest, so that's. Yes. That's really all that actually matters. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we appreciate y'all listening to this, enjoying reminiscing about Adrian Beltre and about a three-game winning streak, which will hopefully turn into six after this uh, Baltimore series is done. And then, you know, into 100 and whatever um, at the end of the season. Um, I don't know. I, I can't 
do the math on how many games are left, but hopefully they just win every single one, which because that would be great for content. I feel like we might get more listeners if the Rangers are winning, but um, Ooh, yes, that'd be nice. Um, but we appreciate you who are here when the Rangers are just above 500 and still overperforming uh, expectations, but we appreciate all of our listeners, new and old. And make sure that you're telling your friends and, and sharing our show, um, especially during this Beltry week. I feel like we can we can wrangle in a whole bunch of people who just want to listen to stories about Adrian Beltre because there's there's no shortage of Adrian Beltre stories um, to be heard. But make sure you're subscribing on Stitcher or Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or on the Himalaya app. Um, like we said, it's really great for mountain climbing while listening to podcasts or while just walking around uh, just flat you know, flat terrain, you know, that isn't mountains or while walking in valleys either. You know, it's good for all types of elevation <laughs> while listening to podcasts. Um, we really do, really do appreciate y'all listening. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.